What's up, everyone? This is episode number 33 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle. And I want to start off this week by thanking those of you that listened to last week's episode about StockX and those of you that shared your experiences or your thoughts about the company with me on social media. Just a reminder, my Instagram is at Wax Museum Podcast. My Twitter is at Wax Museum PC. Um, speaking of StockX and social media, real quick, I want to talk about a couple of things I posted this week before I get into my product preview. Um, the first of these is, is an image that was sent to me of a LeBron James exquisite RPA. And at first glance, it looks like the patch might have been swapped out. This card was listed for sale on Sunday with, with a nice multicolor patch. Uh, and I had a record of this card having that patch as far back as January of 2007. Now there's a picture out there that's circulating. It was, it was one that was sent to me that appears to be a before and after shot of a patch swap. Uh, you know, but it's not definitive proof. Um, if this was swapped, it was somewhere in that four-year window between 2003 and 2007. I don't know who had this picture saved. I don't know anything else about the provenance of the card. Um, and then also the seller reached out to me claiming it was photoshopped. And look, there's a lot of weird things that have happened with LeBron RPAs. I don't know specifically what happened with this one, but I posted it because I figure someone out there knows something. You know, if nothing else... Uh, be careful. If you're really in the market for one of these, you're already very familiar with the risks. Um, if not, I outlined those as best as I could in episode 17, which by the way is one of four episodes that I uploaded to my YouTube channel. I figure there might be some people out there that uh, maybe might enjoy the show but can't quite get acclimated to the whole podcast thing and downloading apps and so forth. So um, just a quick plug for that. If you know someone like that, start them off on my YouTube. Just search Wax Museum Podcast, and it should be one of the first results, uh, and you can't miss it. Okay, um, So that was that. Anyway, the second thing I want to cover real quick involves StockX once again. And those of you that listened to last week's episode, um, you might remember that I attempted to give an unbiased overview of the website and their new sports card marketplace at the end of the episode, I presented some of my initial concerns about some security breaches on their site, some of the third-party graders they've aligned themselves with, and then the fact that they use stock photos to sell graded cards. You might remember my story about the LeBron. You know, a PSA 8 is not, does not look the same as every other PSA 8, and you know, likewise with the 9 and 10. Um, so anyway, I emailed these concerns to them. I also attempted to reach out to them via social media. Similar to PWCC, to BGS, to PSA, they haven't responded. Uh, well, the day after I released that episode, um, so this would have been Friday morning, I got a message from a listener and he said, uh, my StockX account was hacked last night, my shipping address and login info. I can't reset my password because the hackers changed my email. They took $235 from my PayPal account and two other payments were declined. They don't have a customer service number, and now I have a headache to fix this. So, um, you know, at that point, it was early. I told them, hey, keep me updated throughout the course of the day. About four hours later, I got another message from him that said that PayPal had denied his claim. And PayPal told him, um, they said, we've determined that there was no unauthorized use. And then they also said the payment in question was sent as part of a billing agreement you previously set up with the merchant. So basically... 
And this was something that I, you know, I didn't know last week, so I learned something. Basically, once you sign up for StockX, you're giving them permission to take funds from your PayPal account, and then that also absolves PayPal of any responsibility in the process. So that means that any future situation like this is likely um, also exclusively in the hands of StockX. So, you know, I, I asked him, hey, keep me updated over the weekend. I got another update from him on Monday afternoon, and he let me know that the company handled the situation, but only after he made a public post about it on his own Instagram account. Um, so all in all, they did take care of it, but it took 72 hours to resolve. Granted, this was over the weekend, um, but weekend or not, you know, I'm sure some of you guys would be nervous if your money was seemingly lost for that same period of time. And when I talked about StockX last week, I, I didn't tell people that they should or shouldn't use the company. You know, I tried to give you some of the advantages. I tried to give you some of my concerns. Everyone needs to look at the information and decide for his or herself. I'm going to say the same thing today. Do your own research. I will say, though, um, I would be really uncomfortable using the site now that I know they've been hacked multiple times in the last couple of months. And the fact that they're not all that accessible makes matters that much worse. I personally tried to contact them several times this weekend on my listener's behalf. No response. You know, listen, there might be some really good benefits to using this company, but I want to look out for you guys at the same time. So please, if you're going to use that site, you know, please be careful. Okay, so that's enough about StockX. Um, let's move on to my 2019-2020 um, uh, NBA season preview. Really, it's not much of a, a season preview as it is. I just want to look at products over the next couple of months. You know, I, if you want a season preview, I know there's a number of websites and podcasts out there that will probably do um, a much better job than I would. I know I listened to one um, this week that was Woj and Low. It's about a 25 minute. It's a really good preview, just short and to the point. Um, but remember, this show's about the cardboard, though. So this thing should take a little different form. Um, I do want to talk a little bit and give some quick thoughts on the NBA season in general, but then I want to dive in and look at the projected product release schedule um, through the end of the 2019 calendar year. Okay, um, so opening night for the league will be on Tuesday, October the 22nd, and I'm recording this on um, Thursday the 17th. So, you know, this will release tonight. By the time some of you listen to this, though, this opening night will have happened and we'll know the results. But this year's opening night, we're treated to two pretty good games. Game one is Pelicans at Raptors. So we get Zion's regular season debut at the defending champs. And, um, you know, thinking about it now in 2019, I think the league learned a valuable lesson with LeBron's debut in 2003 because he debuted. He was the second game of a doubleheader while game one was um, delayed because, or, or I'm sorry, the, his game was delayed because game one went into overtime. That game still drew a 2.8 rating, which um, is essentially 2.5 million households that tuned in. So it'll be interesting to see if Zion surpasses that. And the 8 p.m. start time should help. I know I'll be tuning in for sure. Um, game two on opening night is the Lakers and Clippers. And this one doesn't excite me as much because Anthony Davis will likely miss the game with a thumb injury. Uh, Paul George is going to miss at least the first 10 regular season games. These aren't quite the Lakers and Clippers that we expected to see because two out of the four big names are hurt. And speaking of those big four, 
the more I reflect about this offseason, the more I appreciate what happened. And I mentioned Lowe and Woj's podcast earlier. They talked about this a little on their preview as well. But it seems like the model of the league has shifted away from forming a big three. And we've been in that a while, you know, I would say seven, eight, nine years And then trying to find, uh, um, now we're trying to find two stars and then a really good third player. And granted, I don't think there's a single team out there that would turn down a third star and say, no, we'd rather have a a really good player. Um, But it's, it's just, you know, things have shifted. And a part of me wonders how the hobby would have handled having three huge names on one team. And before you stop me and say, we've had that, yes, we had it um, in Miami, but the hobby was much different at that time. You know, the, those, um, the legacy brands that we're really into now, well, they were just forming. And a lot of you know, them formed in 2012. Yes, we had it in Golden State. We had Durant. We had Curry. We had Clay. But Durant is such a weird case in the hobby for me because I think for everything that he's done, his cards are still way undervalued. And um, I don't feel like he ever got the respect that he deserves hobby-wise. Yeah, his cards sell, you know, well, but I, I don't think they sell as well as they should. And, um, I think a lot of people have been turned off from him because of some of the things that he done. That you know, they don't like jumping teams. They feel like he's an unlikable guy. Uh, and then, well, Clay is popular. He's never been a definitive number one option on the team. And I love Clay. Right? He's probably my favorite non-pacer in the league. But how would the hobby in 2019 have handled LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kawhi Leonard all on the same team? That's what I really want to know. Well, we won't know because it was a couple of star players that facilitated this shift in the league. Interestingly enough, it was Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant. If Durant wanted a big three, he could have stayed in Golden State. If Kawhi wanted it, he could have teamed up with LeBron and AD in L.A., and Woj and Lowe mentioned it on their pod that, you know, this is the parody that Adam Silver has been dreaming about. And I agree. I talked about this in my NBA Finals episode, but we haven't seen this much parody in the NBA in a long time. You know, for once, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Warriors and LeBron or the Spurs and LeBron or the same cast of characters are going to end up in the finals. You know, I don't think my Pacers will win the finals, but at least now I feel like if if they're a competitive team, they've got a chance. And I look at a team like the Jazz this year, and I'm really excited to see what they can do. They're just a really good overall team, and for them, it happened at the perfect time. The league is wide open. Um, You know, I could go on and on and talk about some other teams that I'm excited about. I'd love to sit here and talk about the Pacers' new roster Um, And, you know, we know that what happens on the court ultimately affects our hobby as well. But I'd like to switch gears and move on into the projected release schedule for the next couple of months. Um, I want to give a disclaimer here before I start that this is always subject to change. And in fact, the dates for some of these products have changed some already. This is the time of the year where things can get kind of messy from a product release standpoint. So... Between now and January 1st, which that's around 11 weeks, it looks like we're going to see Immaculate NBA 2018, National Treasures College, Hoops, um, 2018 Flawless, which is the NBA version, Certified, um, Flawless Collegiate, Absolute, Prism, Donruss, Origins, and then possibly Contenders. So 
that's 11 different products from Panini, and that's not even counting the Draft Night metal cards and some of the other releases that have been selling really well online. Two of those 11 products are higher-end products for the 2018-2019 season, which would be Immaculate and Flawless. Um, Immaculate, we've seen some of already. There's some nice-looking stuff in there, but it is absolutely brutal for $600 a box, not to mention all of the big names that are Redemptions. Just to name a few, you're looking at Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, Luka, um, Jokic, and Curry. And then in addition to the Panini stuff, Upper Deck just released a memorabilia product that includes autographed basketball prints and autographed photos. We still haven't heard anything else about these Topps Chrome cards that we've seen a few images of. For all we know, these could appear somewhere in this time frame too. But even if we just count the Panini products, 11 products until the end of the year amounts to a new product every 6.7 days, so basically once a week. I'm sure the breakers are ready to try and prey on you guys. I hope your wallets are ready. Now, uh, I mentioned opening night earlier in my NBA preview. Once again, that's this Tuesday, October 22nd. Um, Keep in mind, when Tuesday rolls around, we still don't have any products out that feature this new crop of rookies in NBA uniforms. And there is a Panini sticker product out already that features cards, but that's not a dedicated card release. And some of you have been asking me about my thoughts on Prism Draft and the price of silvers because that product is out now. You know, I am very surprised with how high these are selling. I thought people might, would be more interested in the pro stuff, but you know, then again, nothing should surprise us this year. Expect the unexpected. Uh, I had a baseball collector contact me and, and kind of liken the set to uh, a Bowman set, and that might be what's happening here. And I'll talk more about that sort of influence later on when I get to um, talking about contenders. Now, our first actual NBA product that we're going to see, though, is Hoops. And the original plan was for Hoops to come out on October 18th. Well, like everything else, it's been pushed back a couple of weeks. So the newest release date that I have is November 6th. And I caught some flack on a previous episode because I mentioned that I think um, Hoops sucks. Well, actually, my wife said it, and I was quoting her. And, you know, granted, all of the, I said I got flack, but it was really friendly banter. But uh, some of you guys know I'm not a big fan of Hoops. Will I get some of it? Yeah, I'll probably pick up a blaster or two. My purpose in buying it will be to get something cheap to scratch the itch for rookies in their pro uniform. But for all of you that are Zion hunting or trying to make a quick buck, here's a few things to keep in mind. Last year, I ended up with two hobby boxes that cost me around $75 a piece. I think I ended up with four sticker autographs, uh, Amari Spellman, uh, I think there was a Craig Hodges, a second round rookie, I can't even remember who it was, and Eddie Jones. And I got base rookies of most of the main guys. Like I said, its purpose for me was to scratch the NBA product itch. And I would usually do that through blasters, but I was trying to help a local card shop that has since shut down. But uh, in those two boxes, I did hit a Luka, and I've tried to move that base rookie at my local card show for maybe 6 or $7 since then. I still have it. And if there were other options out there in a pro uniform, I probably wouldn't bother with hoops. But that was last year. So compare that to this coming season, where boxes will probably start in the $130 or $140 range, They might even creep up to 150, which would be double the cost of last season. Two days after that, you get Flawless for the previous season. So you've got the old rookies, but it's another product. 
Five days after that, you get certified in College Flawless. So there's a lot of product coming out in a short amount of time. And going back to Zion, I've already seen a couple, uh, or I've already seen a, a group breaker that was a guest on another show suggest that people buy hoops and grade the Zion rookies. I guess the thinking here is that, um, you know, be one of the first ones on the market and it might do well, which, you know, if that's the case, it might be right, but there can only be so many first. Um, even if you got the card on release day, send it one day shipping for grading on a seven day service, you're not going to be the next product this year. And not to mention all of those express options are costly. And then you can sit here a year later and we, we look at Luca PSA 10 hoops rookies that are just sitting on eBay for $35 untouched. So when you see people suggest that you do things like grade Zion hoops rookies, you need to take a step back and kind of think about it before acting. I would say in general that some of these breakers are trying to maybe inflate the value of these products. doesn't mean all of them are. Maybe some of them think they're giving good advice. There's no malicious intent. I personally don't think it's good advice, so just be careful. But with that being said, if you really like hoops and you like the experience of opening the first NBA product of the season, I'd say go for it. If you want a cheap shot of getting a Zion rookie early on, go for it. I have a friend that really likes the base one of one in hoops. You know, I hope he opens a couple boxes and I hope he pulls one. And I've said a lot about hoops today, but it all boils down to this, and this applies for the entire season. There are going to be a lot of products. We got new products for LeBron back in 2003 as well. Some of them lasted, some of them didn't. You know, I think about some of them uh, Tops Rookie Matrix, Upper Deck Rookie Exclusives. You know, we never saw those again. Um, and then despite the early criticism, Exquisite turned into something special. So maybe Panini will roll out a really special product for Zion too. The point is though, there's a lot of stuff coming. So open with a purpose, buy with a purpose, be patient when needed, know the risks, and know what you're after. Okay, so as I mentioned briefly already, after Hoops and Flawless, we get two products on the same day on November 13th, which is um, certified used to be called Totally Certified, and they removed the Totally part, and then Flawless Collegiate. Um, one version of the calendar, the release calendar that I saw, showed a third product coming out that day, which is Donruss. I believe that they had the wrong month. I think that was actually moved to December 13th, from what I've seen. And then we'll get a two-week break before Absolute comes out on November 27th. For those of you that have never seen Absolute, it's something different. They chop up all sorts of player-worn stuff, you know, if you hate player worn, obviously stay away. But that, you know, that goes for any rookie products. But this takes it to the extreme. They chop up jerseys, socks, sometimes shoes, actual basketball. Um, I think I've seen some hats before. Now, on the plus side, it can make for some really interesting pieces. I think I have a, a Rakeem Christmas card that had, maybe has a sock logo man 101. Um, it, it's something different. But the sell sheet's online, search for it, it's not hard to find, you know, decide if that might be something that you like. Um, all right, I know the question though, you know, I'm here I am talking about Absolute and all these other products. I know the question that a lot of you are asking. In fact, I heard this question as early as April or May, to be honest. Where's Prism? Where is the shiny stuff, right? So originally we thought it might be late October. And we thought maybe before Thanksgiving, well, the official date that we've been given now is Wednesday, December 4th. We do have a sell sheet and a list of some of the inserts and autograph sets, but 
Other than that, we don't know a whole lot about the set just yet. We can assume that there will be some parallels that are exclusive to specific retailers. In the past, this has been Walmart, this has been Target. I know this year there's an exclusive green Fanatics parallel as well. And as far as the look of the base set, um, you have, uh, you need to Google it. I'll try and put it on my Instagram this week as well. But you've got the player name and the team name are stacked on top of the other at the bottom center of the card. The Prism logo is centered on top of that. And I really like it. It has a, a defined border. And this might make it a little easier to look at the centering as opposed to last year, but I just think it's a really solid looking design. So aesthetically, I like it a lot. And as of right now, as far as price goes, Blowout's pre-order price is $400 for a hobby box. I think Prism Draft Picks was around $300, and you know I wouldn't be surprised to see this creep up to around $500, which you know once again is insane. But I think the distributors and card shops are going to jack up the prices as much as they can get away with, and chances are it's going to sell out either way. This is probably going to be one where you have to hunt down the retail stuff again. And Walmart's already released pre-orders of retail boxes, hanger pack boxes, and mega boxes. Um, I think. I, I remember there were three different versions. All of those sold out in no time. Fanatics had some sort of mega box with a special green parallel that I've already mentioned. That sold out in no time. So this is something that's new. We didn't have all of this online stuff ahead, um, you know, ahead of the release last year. So the print run on retail is going to be absolutely insane. And that was just the online stuff. As you can um, still imagine, there's going to be a mad dash at the brick and mortar stores when this stuff gets released. In a way, I think that adds to the fun because not everyone has card shops close to them, but you, know, you can practically walk out your door and run into a Walmart or Target. And those of you that were part of the Prism retail hunt last year, you know it could still be pretty hard to find at times. I speak from experience, right? There were several days that I hopped in the car with my wife and we drove around town looking for this stuff. You know what? It was fun. You know, it was fun to be a part of the chase. And then when you found it, the standard procedure was to buy a lot of it. Think about how many posts there were on social media with carts full of this stuff. Um... It got to the point in our household where my wife would call home and say, you know, I found the hanger packs. Before I could even ask the numbers, she'd interject, I got them all, right? But uh, after a while, everyone got their fix and it stayed on the shelves a little longer. So there were times where we saw Prism and we left it because it there was just so much of it after a while. But the initial hunt was pretty fun. Um, I don't expect the production numbers to go down at all this year. Like I said, I expect a pretty significant boost in production once again, and it's going to come through retail. Um, you know, how exactly they'll go about doing this, I'm not sure. I think that adding coaches might be an acceptable way to do so, but if, if 2017 was an indication, people won't be happy about that. You know, but logistically, at some point, you run out of players. When Panini did this in 2017, I loved it. I'm a big fan of coach cards, but. A lot of people weren't happy when their silvers or their golds ended up being a coach. I'm not sure if they'll ever try that again, but I'm probably part of the small minority that actually liked it, but who knows. All right. Well, I could keep talking about Prism, but the sell sheet is out there. Go have a look for yourself. I'm sure I'll be talking about Prism plenty more when that time comes, which it really won't be that long from now, so don't worry. It's going to be crazy, but I think parts of the chase are still going to be fun. Find a way to enjoy it. 
Rounding out the 2019 calendar year, so remember PRISM was on December 4th. Um, then on December 13th, we have Donruss. There are some pretty cool inserts in there that look like they were inspired by comic book art. Uh, then we get a new product called Origins on December 18th. Panini released a preview of that this week. It's not bad looking stuff. It's going to be one pack per box with just seven cards though. It's got booklets, patches, autos. They mentioned on-card autos in the sell sheet several times, but then if you look at the previews, there's quite a few stickers on some of the stuff. Um, I think the big thing, though, that they want to emphasize is that there are on-card rookie autos. There are booklets that feature six rookies that are supposed to be on-card. Right now, the suggested retail price on those boxes are listed at 120 but who knows? We'll see what we end up with. Um, chances are, though, people are going to be prism hunting for a while, but there will be plenty of other options out there if that's what you want. And the final product that might come out in December is Contenders. We don't have a definitive date on this one yet. A lot of people think that it's going to be in December, though. We've had the uh, infamous draft version that broke Panini's website again, but this is the NBA release this time. And I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I'm curious to see how receptive people are to Contenders. There are some interesting inserts in the product, including a really cheap case hit called License to Dominate. I think I saw Victor Oladipo that ended for like $10 a week or two ago. That might be something to watch out for again. I know there are basketball people that like this product, but it doesn't receive the same fanfare of other products like Prism or Optic. And the main draw of Contenders is the on-card rookie autographs. I know that I've seen a number of baseball and football people that have expressed an interest in joining in on the Zion hunt. Um, if this schedule holds true, you have Prism, which is the legacy brand, you know, the big shiny chase for basketball that other collectors will sometimes jump in on. And then not long after that, you have Contenders, which like I said, hasn't been as popular in basketball, but seems to have a legitimate legacy in football. And typically when people cross over from collecting one sport to another, they tend to keep the same philosophy about collecting or they gravitate towards the cards and sets that they know are popular in their home sport, for lack of a better term, regardless if those sets are popular in the new sport or not. And I mentioned it earlier with people comparing Bowman Draft to Prism Draft. This has me wondering, with the influx of new collectors and new investors, if maybe Panini doesn't hook some of these football people in with contenders, the same guys that chase and value those contenders football autographs might really gravitate towards the basketball ones as well. So, you know, we could see a new trend develop here. You know, we'll just have to watch and see. And at the end of the day, it, it's hard to tell. This year really is an anomaly. We can try and compare it to the hype that surrounded LeBron or Ben Simmons, but the manufacturers, the brands, the athlete exclusives, they're all different. And a lot of this year really is uncharted territory. Our hobby is in a very interesting place, so please figure out how you want to enjoy it, figure out what works best for you, and do your thing. Most importantly, have fun with it. And I know for me personally heading into this season, as someone that doesn't open a lot of wax, I love Christmas season because I've found that people are much more willing to let go of some of their PC cards, or they might be willing to let some things go for a little cheaper. You know, either people are still hunting for Prism and they need to fund that chase, or they're looking for funds to buy gifts for their family. Remember what I've said in the past. When everyone in the hobby zigs, you need to zag. Set aside some money for card buying in December right now. I promise you'll be glad that you did. 
Okay, so there you have it. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people asking about release dates and obviously a lot of questions about Prism. That's everything that, you know, I think we know so far. I tried to look in several places to get that information. I hope you enjoyed it. And now I'd like to hear from you guys. What product are you most excited about in the next few months? Uh, for those of you that are really into Prism, what's your strategy? You know, where are you going to buy it? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to try and flip it? Are you going to try and grade it? What do you want to do? Let me know on my Instagram, which is at Wax Museum Podcast, or my Twitter, which is at Wax Museum PC. In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Google Play. Hit up the Podbean site for a link to the merch store. Tag Taco Bell and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast.